0: Let's get the news update going this morning. Nathan Cones has it from the news studio.
1: Thank you very much, John, and good morning, everyone. The Carroll City Council removed $600,000 in debt issuance from a public hearing on proposed infrastructure work for Northwest Street for the Gulfview subdivision. At Monday's council meeting, city leaders were to schedule a public hearing date on a $1.23 million general obligation bond. City Finance Director Laura Schaefer says the debt on this note was initially planned to be split three ways. The rec center improvement project, a new fire rescue vehicle, and then that housing project. But to give you a little bit of background of what we're looking for is starting the debt issuance process for three projects that were identified in our fiscal twenty four reestimated budget. Those projects were looking for funding for the Rec Center building improvements project at five hundred thousand, the fire rescue vehicle at six hundred thousand, and the Gulf View subdivision at six hundred thousand. In calendar year 2022, a public hearing was already held for the rec center project. So a public hearing is not required for that project. The other two projects, a public hearing is required. The process outlined in the memo details the hold the public hearing on March 11th. Due to the size of the issuance and the timing on how we've got our debt service levy worked out, we would like to work with some local banks and hopefully they would be willing to partner with us and give us some um, interest rate proposals and looking to pay this off within a two year period. The council acknowledged the need for debt issuance for the rec center and rescue vehicle, but War Two Councilman Jason Atherton says he believes the city is moving too quickly on the View project.
0: So my question on the View subdivision is, my understanding is we don't have a buyer, we don't have a price of the land, and now we're trying to finance bonding 600000 To me, that's putting the cart before the horse. That's as if I went to the bank and said, I'm thinking about buying a house next year. Can you give me $500,000? I'll pay on that $500,000, but I might go buy a house that I don't even know if it's for sale yet.
1: The council has contracted with J.O. Consulting to prepare designs for installing new roads, water and sewer lines, as well as other infrastructure, but the final plans are not yet available. Early estimates for the Gulfview project were around $1.2 million, but those figures have already grown to about $1.6 million. At-Large Councilman Laverne Dirk says he would prefer the council wait until they have more information before taking on debt for the subdivision. Again, we don't know. We haven't seen the cost from JEO yet. We have some people, interested, others have had people contact them, but we can't tell them what we want for it until we get this information. So is there any way—I know we got until May 9th on all this, but what if a buyer doesn't come
0: forward and all that by May 9th? What do we do? You know, are we committed to that 600,000 or—
1: City Manager Aaron Coyker notes the city could still hold the public hearing, but it would not lock them into the debt issuance. He says the $600,000 investment is about more than just the nine lots in the Gulfview subdivision, as that infrastructure will facilitate additional growth down the line. The other part of that is, is if you're setting up something for future development where you're going to the west, to the north, do you put the entire value of that infrastructure on this ground? Because it's really not, because it's putting value in developable ground to the west and to the north into that whole thought process, but then you're making those nine lots pay for that. The council indicated they fully support the project, but they just aren't ready to take on debt without firm construction numbers or a list of people prepared to build on the lots. The council voted unanimously to set a public hearing on the debt issuance without the Gulfview subdivision portion for the March 11th council meeting. They also directed staff to put out a request for proposal to developers and builders who may be interested in purchasing those lots. And the Glenn Ralston and Coon Rapids Barrett Community School Districts have officially named their new sub- shared superintendent position. The districts have appointed Thomas Ritter for the t- leadership role with a two-year contract, serving as interim superintendent due to the other finalists removing himself from consideration as well as Ritter's lack of experience in a sharing agreement. Ritter previously served as the superintendent for the Logan Magnolia Community School District, supervising one school and assisting with recruiting, hiring, evaluating, and training staff. A few of the the more significant accomplishments established by Ritter in his time at Logan Magnolia were generating one-to-one technology for students in the district, organizing a three-year-old preschool program, as well as overseeing the past passage of a $12.4 million bond issue in March of 2022. Ritter says, my family and I are thrilled to be joining the Coon Rapids, Barrett, and Glen Ralston school districts. Both are well supported by their communities, are in solid financial shape, and most importantly, are dedicated to serving their students and providing the best education possible. We are looking forward to meeting people, learning more about both districts and the communities, and making this area our new home. Board presidents for both districts, that's Tim Lee from Coon Rapids-Baird and Michael Schultz from Glidden-Ralston, shared the following statement, Tom Ritter is eminently qualified to serve as the shared superintendent. Both boards were impressed with his visibility, approachability, and superintendent experience. We are very pleased to have Tom as superintendent for both our districts. Ritter will officially take over leading the Coon Rapids-Baird and Glidden-Ralston school districts uh, beginning on July 1st of this year. And that will be wrapping up your KCIM, 6 o'clock news. I'm Nathan Cohns reporting.
0: Isn't it interesting how school districts are saving money when it came down to that supervi- or superintendents used to have to go, where am I going to find this money? Well, it was their position that they wound up sharing a lot with other districts now.
1: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting state law, and it's basically they get... For lack of a better term, additional funding from the state when they share it. So you'll see, uh, I believe Carol shares their transport transportation director with Glidden Ralston. You'll see schools that share. Uh, Like uh, CTE instructors, like Mm -hmm. woods or or things like that. Maybe, maybe teachers that didn't have a a full like eight period work schedule or or workload in terms of classes will share between those schools, and then they get additional funding for that. Uh, So then it's kind of like additional funding plus each school individually is paying less for the staff. You, I believe Carolyn Kemper share their, uh, their. not, I believe I know their their ag teacher. Uh, that's a good example of that. And there's a yeah. long list of that. But when it comes to superintendents, uh, it's a very interesting job market because mm-hmm. there's not a huge pool of candidates. A lot of superintendents pretty happy where they're at. Don't necessarily want to go through the hassle of learning a whole new community and district and
0: staff and culture. Uh, so getting somebody to leave can be quite a challenge. You know, it was funny years ago, Coon Rapids Baird was facing that crunch and Rich Stoffers, I believe was the, the superintendent down there. He eliminated his own position. <laughs> he was the only guy I know who went on and said, hey, you're better off if you don't pay my salary. So that's that's why he stepped aside after that point. And I thought, wow, that was that was a, a crazy, brave decision of his.
1: That, I mean, that's a commitment to knowing what the district needs.
0: Yes. And yeah, exactly. this is,
1: that's not to say a superintendent doesn't have an important role. Um, but if you've got a good district, sometimes if you've got the right culture, mm-hmm. you've got experienced teachers. I don't want to say that they run themselves. That's not quite the right term. But with a qualified board kind of at the helm. Uh, superintendents are almost kind of a guiding hand. So if you don't need that guiding hand, it makes sense. I did not know that
0: about Mr. Stoffers. So kudos to him. Great guy. Great guy. So uh, he's always see him on Facebook and things like that now. But yeah, it was crazy. That decision he made was for the benefit of the district. So yeah. All right. Thanks, Nathan, for that news update. Once again, uh, welcome to the new superintendent for uh, Glidden-Ralston, Coon Rapids, Baird there. six we're going to talk weather. Lots of wind today. Details are moments away.